Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you, and uh, thank you for standing for the truth with us, standing up for what Jesus it said is the truth, and of course his word is true. He said that to the Father in John seventeen seventeen. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. And of course Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. How we represent him matters as ambassadors. Um, let's go to the Lord, and I can't wait to get to Gary Ka today. Father in heaven, thank you for another opportunity to speak about things that are really important to believers in Christ. Give us your eternal perspective, God, as we walk through this, um, these hard times in America, the things that we're going through, Father, the things that a lot of people are dealing with. I ask that you would encourage the hearts of those who need that extra strength today, and we know that Jesus is our strength, and uh, the Lord God is our Savior and our, our Sovereign, and we thank you that you are in control of all things. We ask that you would teach us to number our days, that we may gain hearts of wisdom, and that we may know how to respond to family members, to co-workers, to friends, to others about these things that are happening, and just sharing the gospel, Lord. Even though, Give us those divine appointments, whether it's a get a gas station or a grocery store or wherever it might be. Oh, Lord God, make us more sensitive to your Holy Spirit. We love you. We thank you for that we can know the truth, and we thank you for being uh, our blessed hope. We look forward to your return in Jesus' name. Amen. A quick update. Uh, I just want to let you know we, we have a new man in the building. Actually, he is new. Uh, but Travis, uh, our producer, I, I haven't really talked a lot about him as far as his progress in the last couple of weeks, but he was making incremental progress uh, at home with his mom, of course. For those of you brand new listeners, he was in a medically induced coma for two weeks, and he had problems with his uh, um, pancreas and pancreatitis and some other issues going on. He was at death's door, and his mama bear, <laughs> Melissa, uh, and all the prayer warriors, you guys involved in, in that prayer, um, I mean, God did a miracle, literally did a miracle. He's here. His first day back was yesterday. He almost worked a full day here. Uh, he's still got a lot of uh, challenges to get to medically, get through, I should say. But uh, Travis, brother, it's great to have you back. And uh, keep praying because there's a lot of things. He's still going th- through some tests, and he's got a major shoulder issue, a uh, nerve issue in his foot, and he may need another surgery, a surgery coming up in the near future. So keep Travis our producer here at Stand Up For The Truth, in your prayers. Next, um, you know what, I want to bring in Gary Kaw, and, and then I'll just share a perspective check I had last night. Uh, Gary, of course, brand new website, revamped, GaryKaw.org, Hope For The World. Gary, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Hi, David. It's always a pleasure to be with you, my friend. Oh, thanks for your time, sir, and... Um, uh, I th- also thank you for just your support of my latest book and the mailing that you sent out, including a little promotion for canceling Christianity. It's because of people like you and ministries and friends, the body of Christ. It's not the promoters. I don't have a promoter or a PR person or a big publisher that's doing any of that. It's the body of Christ and friends in ministry that are helping get this book out. So God bless you for that, Gary, and thank you. Um, well, we're all working together, doing what we can to get this message out. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we Appreciate are. Appreciate your work. So the this really caught me off guard, and that was like it was a God moment last night. I got home from work. I just got to be honest with you guys. Every now and then, you get one of those days where you're not liking things in this life, and maybe things about my life. I was complaining about things, and um, I won't get into all the details. I headed home. Just feeling a little down and feeling not, I wouldn't say discouraged. I would just say, you know, this is hard. Just some of the stuff we, we go through and some of the decisions we need to make and some of the things we deal with in this life, in ministry, when you're a truth proclaimer and defender. So I was having a pity party, and I got a message on um, one of my whatever it was. got a message from, from someone that had just recently gotten in contact with me um, after about 30 years and from my hometown. And long story short, he was crying out for help almost literally in the words that he typed to me in one sentence. I need help, brother. 
I don't remember his exact words. So um, I said, give me a call anytime. Right now is good. He called me. We caught up. And I haven't talked to him, like I said, for 30 years. Um, his wife, they're in their 50s. or They're right around 50 years old. Uh, his wife uh, came down with ALS, and she was in hospice for several years, and now she's in a nursing home and uh, almost unresponsive. She can blink, and um, she's being taken care of there. He visits, visits her uh, frequently. But they also have an autistic son who is 20 years old. So he and his other son, who is 17 years old, are taking care of their 20-year-old autistic son and his wife, um, you know what? You can pray for her. Her name is Gail. I tried to encourage him and uh, just share some scripture with him and tried to re- remind him of a biblical perspective. And I can't imagine going through that like a lot of you can't. But here I'm complaining about my little piddly things in this, you know, whatever ministry stuff and all these other things. And, and I can't imagine what he has been through and what he is still going through Um and your life is not your own when you're taking care of uh, an autistic son and now his wife uh, not in hospice but in a nursing home. And so pray for Gail. I am asking God for a miracle. Um, God can do something miraculous because of what we saw him do in Travis, our producer. We know he can do it. Will he? I don't know. His will be done. But let's pray in faith and let's believe God and let's ask for a miracle that other people around, the nursing home people, to the friends of the family that are not believers, that they would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ because of a testimony of a miraculous healing. So let's see what God will do. Uh, so pray for that. But uh, I just wanted to be honest with, with you guys about that. It's just one of those days I know we all have it. So Gary, <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot here before we get into our topics today. I know you've gone through uh, moments of, of struggle like that, or you're feeling, is this worth it, uh, our, our pity parties here. Is there anything you just want to share, any thoughts you have on what I just shared about this couple? Well, it's interesting because I had a similar day yesterday. Oh, you're I was thinking some wow. of the same, very same things. Wow. And, and last night I just thought, how puny. And, and for me it was more of a frustration because of little things being thrown into my schedule that I wasn't planning on, and I was already kind of behind on certain things, you know, so you get frustrated and think, why do I have to deal with this or that? Mm-hmm. And, and then you get a bigger perspective on things when yeah. you get quiet before the Lord and you, and you see the big picture and, and you just cry out to Him and, and say, Lord, forgive me for, for just being so short-sighted and, mm-hmm. and help me to see the eternal picture. And, and there are people going through very difficult things. I'm thinking right now, too, of, of <clears throat> the folks down in Florida with the building collapse. Oh, my you know? goodness, yep. I mean, <clears throat> they talk to their uh, loved ones, uh, in some cases just minutes or half an hour before, and you never expect something like that happen. And, and it just reminds us of the fragile nature of, of, of life, and, mm-hmm. and um, we're here today, we can be gone tomorrow, you know, and, and, and we just have to be walking and trusting in the Lord every step of the way and, and, and draw closer to Him, especially in the times we're living in. Um, but, but specifically, I can tell you, I will be lifting Gail up in, in mm. prayer and also her husband and, and son. That's a very difficult oh, uh, situation. And we, we know a little bit about that. Uh, we took care of my mom for two years. After, mm. uh, she had Alzheimer's very severely, and, and uh, my dad now has gone through four rounds of cancer. And, wow. and um, yeah, there are those moments, you know, mm-hmm. where you think, why God? But um, you, you just trust the Lord and... and and ask him to bring the best out of that situation as a witness to others, and um, and and you just keep going with God's help. But without him, it, it it's just almost impossible. Yeah, and it's hard. We this time this time in our lives, we are here right now. This is all we know. We weren't here from the beginning of creation. We can't see the future. We can't see into eternity. We, all we have on God's timeline, we are here. It's the year twenty twenty one. So it's it's hard. But yet, he says, you know, follow me and uh, trust in me. And I think of what he said, and he said, uh, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace, because in the world you will have tribulation. And then he said, take courage, I have overcome the world. That's John sixteen thirty three. So let's follow the words of Jesus. Uh, we know we are warned here we will have tribulation, and as Christians, 
um, we will be hated, and, and we know the warnings, but take heart. He has overcome the world. That's where our hope is. So, Gary, before we get into a fascinating topic, I want to at least spend a segment or more on UFOs and extraterrestrials. Um, in your brand new article, I want to just direct people to that at GaryKa.org. And it's a phenomenal article, very extensive, but it says the recent significant uptick in news reports and feature stories on UFOs and the existence of aliens it really cannot be ignored. We were going to talk about why and get some uh, info, background from Gary, and maybe some speculation on where this is going. But I do want to share with you, um, I mentioned my book earlier, and I got an email from Facebook the powers that be say that the ads that I was trying to <laughs> run, the six ads, they rejected them. Uh, and so I've got some policies and uh, response from them saying, Facebook has determined that some of your ads don't comply with our advertising policy for social issues, electoral or political ads. You, you may have gotten rejected because it contains mention of an election images, statements, or slogans about social issues, civil and social rights. And it says continuing to run ads on social issues, electoral or political ads without being authorized could result in permanent restrictions. And thank you, the Facebook business team. So I just wanted to share that with you. This is the response you get, right? They're not really specific, but you know, well, it's the biblical Christian worldview on social issues and on politics. That's what they have rejected. So it's not necessarily my book specifically, but it's that biblical worldview. So, Gary, um, thank you for doing this, this research on this, this interesting topic um, on UFOs. You know, there's this fascination. You mentioned on History Channel, there's a show. I didn't realize this show called Ancient Aliens. It's in its 14th season. So why do you think all of a sudden this year there seems to be more uh, emphasis on this? more fascination. Um, just share your thoughts as we'll intro, uh, get into the article, please. Yeah, we, we've actually gotten more questions on this topic in the last few months than, than anything else. And, <laughs> and so a lot of people have noticed that, uh, you know, probably about three or four times as many news stories uh, this year on UFOs, extraterrestrials, <clears throat> all of that, uh, than what we're used to. And, and there are quite a few even before now, but, but this year it's, it's definitely been um, ramped up. And, and so thinking through this and, and praying about it, um, I just felt the Lord leading me to, to do an extensive article on it. And um, I, I think one of the reasons is some of the people in, in our military uh, have become genuinely concerned, and they've been voicing that concern. Hmm. Uh, one individual in particular, his name is uh, Luis Elizondo. Uh, he's a former military intelligence officer. Um, <clears throat> he has been very concerned about it. He's been on, on Tucker Carlson's program uh, at least two or three times. Uh, he's been on 60 Minutes as well, and he said, to quote him, he said, I'm not telling you that it doesn't sound wacky. What I'm telling you, it's real. The mm -hmm. question is, what is it? What are its intentions? What, what are its capabilities? End quote. And so he's voicing what some other people in the military have been voicing. And of course, uh, as I, I wrote this article, uh, and it went to print before uh, the Pentagon report came out on Friday and was made public. Um, and I think that's another reason why the uptick, because people were anticipating this report. They knew that hmm. it would be coming um, okay. for you know, almost a year now. And it's based on the fact that there have been uh, about 100, if I remember right, 144 sightings by people in the military over the last couple of decades. And uh, there have been extensive investigations into these uh, sightings slash experiences. And um, this report made some of that public. And what it revealed was that only one of these reports was solved and explainable. 143 of them were not. They're all a mystery. And, wow. and so they're admitting that, that they have no clue what, what this is. <laughs> And, and so that just uh, makes people more curious, right. you know, looking for answers on it. And um, I, my personal opinion is that at least some of, of these um, sightings, um, I believe, are the result of increased 
uh, human capabilities and technologies and, and our dark hole projects in our military intelligence are 15 to 20 years ahead of where we believe them to be. And so they are able to do things that are mind blowing. And if you think about it, um, you know, smartphones 20 years ago, even it would have been unthinkable that we can walk around with a small handheld computer and talk to other people while we're looking at them. You know, I mean, it, it, things are moving so quickly now. So I, I believe that that some of them may be the result of human technologies. Um, even Russia and China have become more advanced, although I don't think they're at the same level that we're at here in the U.S. on, on some of this. But having said all that, um, human technology alone cannot explain all of these sightings. Uh, there are some things, in fact, uh, a lot of this goes back to around World War II, where some of the Air Force pilots witnessed um, things taking place, that there's no way that the human capabilities existed at that time. And the other thing that's interesting is a lot of these sightings, a, a high percentage of them, are occurring above or near uh, ancient occult worship sites or areas of the world where people are heavily involved in the occult. Huh. Um, and so that tells me there is a spiritual uh, component to all of this. Interesting. And um, so I don't want to give away the whole article. I really want people to read it in, yeah. in, in context. but. Um, I, I do believe that a lot of this has to do with the increased rebelliousness of, of humankind and, mm. and the, the greater number of people involved in the occult today than, than even a generation ago. And uh, the things that many humans are doing, the occult meditations that they're involved in, these are basically invocations to the demonic spirit realm. You're, you're giving these beings permission to come into your life. And, and uh, the term that's being used more and more now that's become kind of fashionable is a portal. Huh. And uh, if you want to use that term, fine, but it, it, it's basically you're creating an opening uh, to the realm of the occult for these beings to manifest and do things. And, and when you've got millions and millions of people in this country alone involved in in these kinds of occult practices, it shouldn't surprise us that we're seeing more and more of these kinds of, of activities. So, uh, David, I don't buy into the idea that these are uh, extraterrestrials in the sense that they're more highly evolved beings from other worlds. Um, I believe these are uh, demonic uh, entities, fallen angels appearing in different forms. And... Um, you know, there have been huge deceptions in, in the past, and mm -hmm. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And, and we know from Genesis 6 some of the things that took place leading up to the flood in the days of Noah, and, and I think we're seeing um, uh, similar events again today, and it's um, a sign of the times that uh, we, we better get ready and... Um, uh, be wholeheartedly committed to the Lord because we are approaching the time of his return. But there are going to be more and more uh, demonic deceptions and encounters uh, as we approach that time. And, mm -hmm. and Jesus warned us about that, too. So none of this should really come as a surprise to us. So you're saying this is somewhat prophetic, and you're also saying that a lot of this activity that we're seeing, oh, we only have a minute left, <laughs> a lot of this activity that we're seeing is because of the occult um, practice that a lot of people, more people are involved in, and the demonic spirits are manifesting in ways that they haven't before, like in the sky? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. In fact, there are groups meeting by the thousands of uh, now, uh, New Age groups, uh, um, uh, meetings of advanced occultists, where they are specifically meditating, especially on uh, dates that involve the change of seasons. Uh, that's a big deal in witchcraft, like June 20th, September 20th, 21st. And they are literally meditating, hoping to open up portals wow. uh, to that, that spirit realm. Um, and, and, of course, some people view these as being, like I said, more highly evolved beings, extraterrestrials from other worlds, which they can believe because they've embraced the belief in evolution. So if we've evolved here... Who's to say there aren't more highly evolved life forms elsewhere? And so a lot of this deception builds upon the foundation of evolution, which makes, makes this belief possible. 
But others um, bypass that completely, and they're just given over to the satanic realm. And, and they, they want these beings to appear to them, and they recognize them as spirit beings. But they have basically uh, 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 thrown away uh, any warnings of, of Scripture mm. uh, and directly are opposed to God and have entered the satanic realm knowingly. I mean, that percentage of the population does exist, which really is frightening and, and disturbing to think that we're at a point now where people aren't just involved in the occult, but in some cases are knowingly uh, following Lucifer, Satan, wow. and his fallen angels, and have become a direct part of that agenda knowingly. Uh, that, that's just raw evil. Wow. It is evil. We have got to take a break. We're with Gary Cobb, brand new revamped website, Hope for the World, GaryCobb.org. Uh, when we come back, there's a fascinating study. 56% of parti- participants believe that intelligent life exists beyond our world. That's more than half. That's very fascinating. Why does that matter and why should Christians care? Also, we will eventually touch on Israel and some global events. Gary Ka, our guest today on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. There's a fascinating article over at GaryKaah.org called UFOs, Extraterrestrials, and Fallen Angels. And in that, toward the beginning of the article, we're not going to give it all away, but it is very extensive, and I highly encourage you guys to go check it out. 56% of people that participated in this poll um, believe that intelligent life exists beyond our world. Um, now, you say, Gary, in parentheses, based on similar surveys that you've seen in America, the number is close to 65%. Um, first, how do you explain this? Because this is something, as you say, it's a mystery. It has not been proven, but more people are starting to believe it. Can, can you explain this? It's not just a fascination. People are starting to accept that this is possibly true. That's right. And in fact, uh, yeah, studies I've seen over the last five years, and in some states, it's as high as 70% of of people um, who believe that. And again, it it really builds on the concept of of evolution, macro evolution. Mm. And ever since Darwin's uh, book came out in the mid 1800s, and then many other books came out based upon his book and and uh, what are really theories became accepted as fact along the way. And of course, now for a couple of generations, this has been drilled into um, all of us through public schools and, and television and so forth. So it's just a logical um, progression. If if we evolved here, if that's truly you know how life began out of nothing, we just evolved. And uh, then who's to say that the same thing couldn't have happened somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it's, it's a natural progression once people accept evolution. The, these thoughts really didn't exist in any kind of a prevalent way prior to the mid-1800s. Um, but now, you know, it's a majority of, of, of people who believe it. And in um, the study that you uh, were talking about, were citing, it, it was a British study, and that same study indicated that 15% of the people they surveyed believe that aliens will quote, likely dominate Earth in the next 20 years. Wow. So that's one in six or one in seven people who believe, you know, these beings are going to uh, be on the Earth and, and be running things. And, and so this isn't just a, a passing fad. These numbers are increasing by the year. And there have been more sightings recently. And like I said, a lot of them have come through credible military sources. And so they're looking into this. <clears throat> and so... Um, you know, and, and then in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, we're warned about a powerful delusion hmm. um, that will be coming up on the earth. And I, I talk about that as well in my article. Uh, that's something that, um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, quote it here. Um, the Apostle Paul, uh, speaking of the end times, described this unprecedented uh, event. He, he says... The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. Hmm. They perish because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. 
for this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. And again, that's from 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 9 through 12. And then I go on and and comment on that. I say this passage describes the final and most, most potent deception ever unleashed upon man. God in his sovereignty chooses to no longer protect humanity by holding back this deception, thereby allowing his disobedient creation to fully experience the culmination of their wickedness. That is the lie of Satan they have chosen to accept. Hmm. Having rejected the fact that God created mankind in his own image and placed us on earth, man sought after a different explanation of his existence, centered on evolution and the quest for other evolved beings from other worlds who some evolutionists suggest planted humans on earth. And in essence, God gives man what he wants and deserves, but only for a time. And of course, we know from 2 Thessalonians 2.8 how it all ends. Um, we know that the lawless one is no match for the king of kings. It, it says, and then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. So, you know, we're living in the day and age, David, where we're seeing all this coming to a head. Fascinating. Um, we're, we're getting so c- close to the climax of mm. of all of history, and it's just fascinating to see the Bible prophecies being fulfilled, and um, but also disturbing to see how quick people are to embrace the lies and deceptions of, of Satan, but they've been conditioned for this for, for decades now, you know, and... Yep. and so we have our work cut out for us as as Christ followers in the time that remains to point these things out and, and really to know the Bible and be able to use Scripture effectively. So, uh, yeah, you said about some of these deceptions and how more people are falling for them. In, in that article, um, you say that the, the conclusion that many people seem to come to is always the same about UFOs, that advanced life forms from other worlds are more highly evolved and powerful, but also intellectually superior to humans, and they planted the human species on the earth. And so that reminds me of Scientology. So I just really want to bring that up real quick, and this belief, and you kind of go, when you read through this and what they really believe, because they seem like well-adjusted people, all the Hollywood stars and you know the actors that are high in Scientologists and others, the famous people, uh, on, the, on the cover of L. Ron Hubbard's book, he uses an image of an exploding volcano, referring to the story of Xenu, X-E-N-U, an ancient dictator of a galactic confederacy. And according to Hubbard, 75 million years ago, Xenu brought billions of people to the Earth and placed them around volcanoes, killed them by blowing them up with hydrogen bombs. So Scientology therefore believes that these Thetans, T-H-E-T-A-N-S, these immortal spirits of these aliens attach themselves to human beings and this is what causes harm causes spiritual harm in our lives it's these immortal spirits called thetans not satan but thetans t-h-e-t-a-n-s so dianetics is basically the generic term for these underlying beliefs of scientology and when when i read about this in your article gary that explanation on how this consensus this consensus narrative is always the same, and they, it, the conclusion is that aliens appeared or that humans were planted, and another species planted human beings on our earth. It reminds you about this history of Scientology, these beliefs and practices that is a religious system, supposedly, uh, about seeking self-knowledge and spiritual fulfillment, and I would just love to get your take on that. I mean, I just scratched the surface of some of the background of Scientology, but people really believe this. So, Gary, this is part of that delusion, isn't it? It, it is, and, and there are so many narratives being put out there, but they're all related. They're very similar, just uh, from one so-called religious system like Scientology to another, they just vary a little bit, but when you break it all down, uh, it, it is a big deception, and, and basically they're describing describing parts of of the demonic spirit realm and um uh it, it, you know you brought up the 
mention of Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of members of Scientology, uh, maybe most of the more famous ones, are Hollywood actors. Um, an interesting story. Um, uh, a number of, of years ago, it, it was back in the early 1990s, uh, I had the privilege of getting to know a film producer who was also a Christian, and he was the brother-in-law of a good friend of mine uh, who was actually helping me to get my book and the, and the message out and opened up a number of doors uh, for me. Um, but he had at one time been a producer, editor of Magnum P.I. Um, some of you people who are old enough remember that series <laughs> back in the 80s uh, with Tom Selleck in it. Anyway, um, he had, through his involvement in that program, he'd become very well connected in Hollywood to the point where he personally knew a lot of the big name directors. And during one of our deep conversations, um, that I had with him, he, he shared something that I'll never forget. Um, and I, and I do go into some detail on this in, in my article, but he told me that most of the major directors he knew expected everyone on their creative staff to be involved in practicing at least one form of occult meditation, Wow! be it transdental meditation or advanced yoga, Zen Buddhist meditate, whatever. And, and in fact, some of the directors had made this a requirement. And so that explains a lot when you yes. think about it. Wow. Um, uh, I, I was uh, stunned by that information in the beginning, but it helped me to better understand why Hollywood was putting out so much occult material. And also, uh, if you think about it, how filmmakers uh, were obtaining such detailed knowledge about dark spiritual matters. You know, if their creative staff, and in some cases the directors themselves, are involved in all of this, um, I, I, I think... Um, well, I know by by engaging in these kinds of of, of practices, um, they're creating a portal for satanic beings, demons, and fallen angels to directly influence their lives. Um, and and could it be that some of the things we're seeing in the films that have been put out, which I'd say over the last three or four decades, about one in three films has had an occultic yes. or an extraterrestrial theme. I mean, you have to admit that's been very prevalent. Could it be that they are simply uh, writing into their scripts and these scenes that we're, we're seeing, the, the, the graphics, uh, the visuals, that they're recreating what they have seen from the other side in their visionary states when they go into these occult trances? In other words, are they simply reproducing what they're seeing from the satanic realm? Mm. And I believe we at least have to consider that as a possibility. I've wondered before, how can any human being be so creative as to come up with some of these things, you know, that you, you see in, in, in some of these films? And, and I know uh, some of them, uh, as I view them as a researcher, I've even had to, I've just had to stop seeing them because in my spirit, I felt they were demonic. Um, so there, there is a very, very strong influence in Hollywood um, that has impacted uh, really two generations now. Um, anybody under the age or, or over the age of um, 80 probably doesn't isn't as strongly influenced by it. But if, if you're in your 70s or younger, uh, you will have taken in a lot of this information just by watching television. Yep. You know, you don't even have to go to the theater anymore. I mean, a lot of this has come through in a major way and, and shaped people's worldviews. And if you're 30 or under, um, it's it's been hard not to embrace this worldview because it's hitting you from every angle. Exactly. Uh, you, you haven't been so fortunate as to have uh, heard... Uh, in, a, in a major way through public education, at least, the Judeo-Christian worldview. You've been taught one worldview, and, and you've had this drilled into you. And so uh, the younger generation is, I, I'd say a majority of them now, have embraced this idea of extraterrestrials and, and the Absolutely. fact that they're evolved beings. Absolutely. And I agree with you 100% that Hollywood and the education system run by their government has had a, a main influence here in this worldview that is antichrist, meaning there it goes against the biblical Christian worldview. When you take God, creation, the Bible, prayer, Jesus Christ, and the biblical worldview out of the education system, that leaves a pretty big void, a big gap you've got to fill with something. And Gary, I don't want to get into all the nuts and bolts of 
Harry Potter and witchcraft, but that skyrocketed in the 1990s, this fascination with the occult. I mean, kids, teenagers, and young children getting into casting spells, learning about these things, thinking it was all in fun, and these games that they were buying, and the books they were reading. And Gary, sadly, Christian parents said, it's just entertainment. And as you said in your article on UFOs, years of conditioning. This is satanically inspired conditioning of human beings to accept these narratives, but it's been gaining momentum, you say, since the 1940s and 50s. In the last three minutes of this segment, your quick thoughts, whether it be on this momentum that has been gaining ground of this fascination, you call it conditioning, and I agree with you. Yeah, it's not just uh, Hollywood, um, but it's it's you know the public school system. It's it's uh, many of our seminaries, universities, um, and and you know Satan is um, whether we want to admit it or not. He's he's a very clever strategist, <laughs> and he has found every way possible to to you know open up cracks and doors and make them wider and get material that would question God. Um, into every facet of our lives. And so if you're hit with this 90% of the time, you know, your parents at home, if you're a student, they may have a 10% influence on you, you know, mm. <clears throat> time-wise. Yes. And so uh, it just makes sense that a majority of people would go down this path. And so really, it, it, I think this is a warning um, uh, to parents. If you've got young children, you know, it's our duty to protect them from these things. Um, I mean, they're going to find out about it, but we need to be able to explain it to them and tell them why this is, is bad, why this is incorrect from, mm-hmm. from Scripture, why this is not what we believe and, and what we do believe. And uh, again, nothing, there's nothing new under the sun. When you read Genesis 6, you know, things got bad before and, and God sent the great flood uh, to destroy mankind, animals, everything, to, to be able to start over because things had become so wicked. And now we're getting back to that same point where, I mean, the evil is just um, rampant. But uh, we have the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is with us. He promises to be with us to the very end of the age, and His truth will prevail. Uh, but it will be accepted only, I believe, by a minority of, of people when he returns. In Luke 18, 8, he says, will faith be found when I return? Mm. And I believe he's, he's saying there that, you know, a majority of the world is going to be deceived, but uh, a minority of, of true believers will stand firm, and for them, the reward will be great. And we need to be among those people who stay loyal and faithful to the Lord to the very end. Amen. And I want to wrap up this article when we come back. It's very extensive. I mean, when I went to print it out, it said 20 pages. So it is extensive. We're just scratching the surface here with Gary Kaw today. But I want to remind you of Proverbs 3.25. Do not be afraid of sudden danger, nor of the trouble from the wicked when it comes. It says the Lord will be your confidence. Coming up, we're going to talk about current events in Israel, also anti-Semitism increasing And will 2021 be the most woke Olympics we've ever seen in our history? More with Gary Kaw when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Gary Kaw is our guest, and I just want to wrap up this this subject that we've been talking about on UFOs so we can get to Israel and that we can just briefly touch on the, quote, woke Olympics that you're probably not going to want to watch. But anyway, in your article, Gary, toward the end, and it is extensive, please go check that out, friends. I've got it linked in today's podcast post at standupforthetruth.com. You say, God does not want his human servants to dwell in fear over what is coming upon the earth. He wants us to trust and remain confident in him, resting in the fact that he is sovereign over the affairs of man and the universe— and he will have the final say. God will keep his promises on earth and through eternity as he has done in the past. Gary Ka, I'll wrap this up. Well, I just I wrote that under the heading, there's no defeating God. Mm. Um, you know, some people have speculated if a third of the angels turned against him, who's to say that the other two-thirds may not yet do so? Mm. And the fact is, God, he, he is the Ancient of Days, 
he could create 10 new angels for everyone that defects. There, mm. There's no defeating him. That's true. And he backs that up. He has the track record to back it up. The prophecies of Scripture that have been given, uh, for example, regarding his people Israel, the scattering, the regathering, all of that has been fulfilled. The rising and falling of empires fulfilled exactly as he, he, he uh, said it would be. Uh, 300 prophecies regarding Jesus, about 100 of them uh, major prophecies, fulfilled exactly as foretold, even though they were written hundreds of years before. So why would it not be the same for the events leading up to Jesus' second coming and what transpires as a result of his second coming? I have full faith in, in Scripture that the Word of God is true, and that God yeah. will fulfill all the prophecies exactly as foretold. And um, uh, many people will stand with us on that. We will be a minority in some difficult times. More difficult times will be coming. But we, if, like I said before, if we stand firm, our reward will be great. And, and when Jesus comes, well, I, I don't know about you, but um, I, I, just, I can hardly wait for that day. And it will be well Amen. worth it. Amen. Big amen, bold exclamation point, amen. Uh, Gary, let's jump into another topic before we get to a few current events in Israel. And you've got some fascinating information to share about the new president there, not the prime minister, but the new president. Um, we're at the end of June. Pride Month is coming to an end, so to speak. I think in Canada, though, they're extending Pride, quote, season to September. But anyway, we've seen a cult-like devotion to pride and sexual deviance, and it is rebellion against God. You can't probably can't get away from it on social media, on your computer, on the internet, on watching television. Most channels have their rainbow logo, and the woke Olympics are going to be upon us, and they're going to talk about everything under the sun that goes against the biblical worldview. Just your quick thoughts as we're at the end of this month where it's been ramped up like we've never seen it before, and what does God think about pride? Well, just pride in itself, um, you know, that was the great sin of Lucifer. He, he was cast out of heaven uh, along with a third of the angels because of that. Uh, he wanted to be as God. Uh, pride is the greatest of all sins, and in fact, you could argue that it leads to all the other sins because yeah. it's very self-centered, and it's I want what I want, I want it now, whatever I feel, whatever I want to go after, I don't care if it's right or wrong. I'll make wrong right so that I can do it. I'll justify it in my mind. And if you read, uh, uh, you know, Romans chapter 1, yes. uh, which probably most of our listeners are, are familiar with, mm -hmm. uh, it, it brings out a lot of what happens when people go down that path. And, and truth is turned upside down. Uh, good and evil are exchanged. What was once evil is now good, and, and what was once good is now evil. And, and we are at that point. Over the last 10 years or so, we've really seen a quick transition take place on that. If you take any kind of stand against homosexuality saying, hey, I love people, I, I have a heart to see their souls redeemed, but the act is wrong, it is strictly forbidden in Scripture, and it will take people down a dark path, you will be condemned as being evil. And if you support and applaud homosexuality in any form or transgenderism, you're now, you're now the good guy. You know, I mean, it's amazing, uh, I think you'd agree, at how quickly all this has unfolded here in, in America. Uh, I saw an interview uh, just a few days ago with a person and uh, actually uh, a young lady who uh, escaped from North Korea through China, eventually made it to the United States, and has been totally disillusioned. She cannot believe what has happened here in the United States, the, the lack of morality, mm. the lack of common sense even, in the path that um, the U.S. is now taking. Uh, in some cases, she said it's even worse than North, what she experienced in North Korea. Wow. I, I, it just broke my heart, but she's being very open and honest about what she witnessed here in this country, wanting to come here because of its freedoms and, and seeing what has happened, especially in, in the last year. So just a couple of statistics very quickly here. Sure. Um, 34% of Americans say that trans athletes should be able to play on teams that match their gender identity. Oh my That's goodness. over a third of the population now. Um, and, of course, this is creating all kinds of problems because you've got basically men now competing in women's sports and mm -hmm. winning most of the time. And, and 
I mean, you've seen the stories. It's not a secret. I'm not even going to comment further on that. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but 87% of, of, of Democrats um, uh, favor allowing openly transgender service uh, members uh, to participate. That creates all kinds of problems. Oh, but um, about uh, that's about twice as likely as Republicans. But still 43% of Republicans are at that same point. So this is seeped into every crevice of, of American society. Yes. The sexuality, the perversion. I can't watch television anymore for more than 10 minutes in the evenings. It doesn't matter what you turn on. Uh, any, any of the sitcoms, they're just completely perverted. Mm. Um, and, and you think, you know, I, I've got seven grandchildren that are growing up into this world. And they're, they're coming into a world now where same-sex marriage um, is being portrayed as being completely normal and, and something that if anyone opposes it, you know, they're the ones with the problem. They're the ones who are evil. It's just sad. And you yeah. think how God, you know, must feel looking down upon this, and, and, and you just wonder how much longer he is going to wait. That was one of the big goals of communist goals from, I think, 1948 or something like that, to make homosexuality and degeneracy normal, normal, natural, and healthy was, I, be I believe, how that was worded. Uh, Gary, we've got about six minutes left or so, and we do want to touch on Israel. Very important uh, developments there with their recent elections and also the anti-Semitism that we see obviously increasing, but the media won't touch. But let's talk about what you, you shared before we got on the air about the new president there and whatever else you want to share uh, what's happening in Israel. Yeah, a lot of changes in Israel taking place right now. Uh, very interesting. We'll know more in a couple of months. But, you know, Israel has a, pr a, a president and they also have a prime minister. Uh, the prime minister, I would say, is more influential, especially when it comes to foreign affairs. And, and of course, there's a new prime minister now, uh, Naftali Bennett, uh, who has been the leader of the Yamina party. Um, but there's also a new president of Israel. Uh, his name is Isaac Herzog, and um, he's going to be serving a seven-year term uh, that begins on July 9th. And he was the former head of the Jewish Agency. And the Jewish Agency is that aspect of the Israeli government. It's like an, uh, an extension of the Israeli government that deals with Aliyah. And if you're not familiar with that term, it has to do with Jews returning from around the world to go back to live in, in Israel, their homeland. Mm. It, it's said of them, they are making Aliyah. Well, wow. he has been in charge of that because anyone making Aliyah to Israel, any Jewish person uh, wanting to move to Israel has to go through the Jewish agency. And so um, he has been involved in helping to bring tens of thousands of Jews back to Israel from all around the world, uh, many of them from the former Soviet Union countries, but in an increasing number from the United States. Uh, many Jews going back from India, just another plane load arrived this last week, and also from Ethiopia. Um, and so this is uh, really a special time because I've been involved on the board of directors of an organization that has been involved in um, helping Jews to go back to Israel. And, and this organization has been around for about 30 years, and we've worked very closely with the Jewish agency. Uh, so to see the, the former head of the Jewish agency be the president of Israel now, um, that too, it's a, a kind of a sign of, of yes. the times, because he, I'm sure he will put a strong emphasis you know, on keeping an open door for Jews from around the world to go back to Israel. And that's very important, because as we see anti-Semitism mm -hmm. growing around the world, and yeah. right now, especially here in the U.S., um, I believe we are just around the corner from seeing tens of thousands of, of uh, Jews, American Jews, going back to Israel. In fact, there are so many flights being booked for the second half of this year of Jews making Aliyah, it's almost mind-boggling. From from the from the U.S., I'm not permitted right now to go into detail on that. Okay. But I know of some things in the making, and a lot of of Jews are moving out of New York and other parts of the country and are going back to Israel. And this is really gaining a lot of momentum. And just a few of the anti-Semitic quotes that are uh, <laughs> helping to generate this response. And these are actually not coming from Americans; these are from overseas. But it, it just shows you where things are going. Uh, this first one I want to share is from uh, a Jordanian member of the parliament, Salama al-Bluwi, and he says, What happened and is happening in occupied Palestine constitutes a war crime by the criminal Zionists, the sons of apes and pigs. 
Allah's curses and curses by the Prophet Muhammad upon them. Wow. End quote. That was just spoken on May 17th. Uh, a Hamas leader in Gaza, Yahya al-Sinwar, on May 26th said, We support the eradication of Israel through armed jihad and struggle. This is our doctrine. Mm. End quote. Uh, a Twitter post by Tala Halawa, uh, a BBC digital journalist on July 14th of 2020, said, Israel is more Nazi than Hitler. Oh, Hitler was right. IDF go to hell. Pray for Gaza. Wow. I mean, th- these are such inflammatory yeah. remarks. And when you look at some of the things being said uh, by the so-called squad here mm. yep. in, in the U.S., you know, yes. some of these female members of Congress, um, it, it's right up there with these statements. And people are applauding it, and they are reelecting these people. So it's not just these people can't get into power on their own. They have to be voted in. And I, I'm, I'm disappointed by some of these congressional districts that have gone so liberal and far left and Marxist and anti-Semitic, all these things go together. Um, but, you know, when you reject the God of the Bible, yeah. uh, this is where you end up. And, and uh, unfortunately, um, uh, I don't think things are going to get significantly better in the U.S. And we as Christians, we need to know what we believe, why we believe it, and we need to be able to give an explanation of what we believe based on Scripture and set an example in our personal lives that people would want to ask those questions and listen to our responses. Amen. That's a challenge to us all. Amen. Gary, we just have a minute. Uh, um, What would you say um, the Biden-Harris administration's view of Israel is? It doesn't seem like they are supportive of uh, Israel. Your quick thoughts? Well, in in public, they'll say something from time to time just to keep you guessing, to make it sound like maybe they are for Israel. Um, But they have been very supportive of of the Palestinian cause. And the head of the Palestinian cause right now is Hamas. You know, 60, I think Mm. 62, 63 percent of Palestinians voted Hamas into power years ago. And Hamas is a, a terrorist organization. They lobbed 4,000 rockets into Israel in the month of May. And then when Israel responded in force, uh, the liberal media, of course, totally attacked Israel. They didn't attack Hamas for what they did. Um, and so it, it, it's um, we'll, we'll see what the Biden administration does, but okay. I don't feel good about it. There have been enough hints dropped that show that in the long run, uh, I think they're uh, trying to strike this backdoor alliance with um, other forces in the Middle East that are against Israel, and, and that's very concerning. All right, Gary Ka, Hope for the World, new revamped website, and you can also subscribe to Gary's Hope for the World update. Gary, thank you so much for your time. God bless your ministry, brother, and your wife. Thank you, David. All right. Uh, When we come back, we'll let you know who our guests are the rest of the week. Stand Up for the Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up for the Truth. Tomorrow you will hear from Washington Times journalist Cheryl Chumley, a great book out about socialism and the conservative view and how we need to stand for biblical Christianity in our culture. And that means the economics and capitalism. Uh, Coming up Thursday, Dr. Andy Woods to kick off July 1st already. And then Scott Lively, another doctor and uh, former pastor. Uh, He'll be with us on Friday. We confirmed Jan Markell for the middle of next week. We'll give you more details on that. But thank you guys for tuning in and your support and prayers. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.